senorita Really nice to meet ya Have some tequila and stay This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's author and celebrity makeup artist, Lauren Venna. She's a mompreneur on a mission to make the world more beautiful and not just on the outside. She's authentic, relatable, and I can't wait to talk to her about striving to find that balance that all working moms want to find. Please do me a favor and hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this. Here's my episode with Lauren Venna. Hi, Lauren. It's so nice to meet you. You too. Oh my God. I've been following you. You're hilarious. I'm like, do we just become best friends? <laughs> probably. I'm probably going to need a little bit more time with you. I feel the same. Uh, we're both mompreneurs striving to find the balance. I first wanted to start as an author myself, but one that published my own book. Um, yeah. I want to talk about your book that you got published and now you have a second book coming. What is the premise of my mom, the best mom ever? And what inspired you to write it? So I have um, work after this. So that's why I'm made up. I am typically a hot mess mom. Like as you know, I'm sure you know, I'm a makeup artist. And when I'm not, I, I have two ways. I'm either like, look like I'm going to the Academy Awards or I'm homeless. Like there's no <laughs> happy medium. So um, it start, I, this whole process, I guess, started before pandemic. Um, and in the morning, I am literally like, when I get my kids ready for school, it is, am I allowed to curse? Yeah. Okay. It's a shit show. Like legit. Um, Mm. I'm crazy town. First of all, I'm mostly, I mean, you're either the mom that I I don't know any mom that goes to bed early. So I'm literally in bed at 3am, you know, you like (sighs) you switch the laundry, you're cleaning. Then I want to watch my shows, like have a couple of drinks, you know, (laughs) try to spend time with my husband. Um, so I'm Hard. always a snoozer, like the alarm goes off and instead of like, oh, time to get up. No, I'm like, just need to have five more minutes, 10 more minutes. So it was one of those like crazy days. Like it was one of those horrible, horrible mornings where it was just, I got up super late. You know, it was, I don't, I don't know if your kids, if they have those like theme days where, you know, yes, God. Kids, make parents worse. Like Halloween is one of my favorite holidays, but it's one time a year, you know? <laughs> To make you have your kids dress up in a theme day, like all the time. All the time. Wow. There are multiple th- days a week where it's like, wear a green shirt, wear pajamas, dress like you're 100. And I'm like, my daughter's in kindergarten. So this is oh, my first God. taste of this. <laughs> I'm like, and if you miss one email, Lauren, there could have been like five things in that email. And she's going to school, not in her pajamas. And then you're a shitty mom. I don't know about you, but like you would think pajama day is the easiest, but my kids, I mean, there's no matching pajamas. Like (laughs) my kids go to to bed in like my shirt and like underwear. So they have to be in acceptable pajamas for school. (laughs) I totally get that. Yes. You're like, well, what are are you going to wear that like, will look like cute, fresh pajamas, not like the ones that have like the staticky little things on them. Yes. They're like two sizes too small. Like, no. Yeah. So I hate pajama day. I do too. I gotta run to Kohl's real quick and get like a cute pair of pajamas. (laughs) So it was like wear red for love or something, like spread the love. And I forgot to flip it from the wash into the dryer. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, (laughs) motherfucker. So I'm like, well, orange is close to red. Next one in the rainbow. So you're wearing an orange shirt. I didn't have like the favorite cup. Like it was all these things. They had to have the snack. And then my dogs always have to be at the bus stop which thank God my bus stop is on my driveway. I mean, if it could be any closer, it would help me out, but (laughs) thank God. 
So the kids are at the bus stop. I'm screaming like, you're going to you're gonna do this. We get to the bus stop. The dog's leashes are wrapped around me. I have coffee spilled on me. By the way, I'm out there, which my neighbor who like goes to work, like so presentable because she gets like, you know, ready on time and goes right to work. <laughs> I am wearing my husband's shirt, no bra, holes all over it, pajama pants, dog fur all over them, mascara from the night before. I have jersey curls sticking straight. You need to get the image. I need you to get <laughs> it. It really paints a picture. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, again, screaming at them five minutes ago, bus pulls up. And my daughter's like, love you, mommy. And my son runs back and like, mommy, I love you so much. And you know, when you're just like, okay, cause you're feeling like the worst mom ever. And mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, everything is okay. So yes. as the bus pulls away and I'm waving, realizing I've holes, so I probably flashed the whole bus. So <laughs> that's a whole other situation. Bye mom. <laughs> get back in two different shoes because I couldn't find a matching pair. So I have like a slipper on and like a higher shoe. So I'm like limping back in. <laughs> I get a glimpse of myself in the mirror and first I'm like, Oh dear God. And then I just start laughing. Cause I'm like, what else can I do in this situation? And then I just start like taking notes. Like this is, I'm not the only one like this cannot, that was a bad morning, mm-hmm. but I do have a diary and I write some things like some great things, some sad things, some just about mom life, some about work, you know, just to get that stuff out. And I started actually, I had really bad postpartum and I like some things It just helped when my therapist Mm -hmm. used to be like, just write stuff down. So it doesn't stay in your head. Yeah. And, um, I wrote this day cause I thought it was hilarious. I mean, it's just, you know, and then I started writing like a story down for my kids. And I could draw on faces like, but I can't draw on paper. So I had these little stick figures. And in Mm -hmm. like a week, I wrote this story out and it wasn't the exact story of my book, but somewhat of it. And they were laughing so hard. And my daughter goes, you have to make this a real book, mom. Like my friends would find it so funny. And my son goes, you are the best mommy ever. So the fact they kind of got both of what I was trying to say. Yeah. Um, And then I read to my husband who kind of like shoots me straight on these like ideas if I was going to make this a buck. And he's like, all your friends are hot messes. Like you actually should make this a buck. Yeah. Um, And it went from there, um, you know, going through what I've like, just knowing people through my industry. I knew this one woman who was a publisher and it was the funniest message on Facebook because I was like, hi, like. I think I met you like three years ago. I used to go into your husband's like bistro and get something to eat. And like, I sort of have an idea of a book, but not really. I don't know. Maybe, maybe get coffee, maybe not. Like it was, (laughs) I don't know how she messaged me back. Met up. Here we are like a couple years later and I'm on to, and I want like, it ends up being a series. So now the daddy book is coming out. Oh my God. It's crazy. It's been like, I'm still like, how is this even possible? So yeah. First of all, the fact that, like you said, it was like three years, like how many messages does that woman probably get? It's like, I have an idea. And she's probably like, okay, here we go again. But yeah. she met with you and it was a great idea. And also like how many moms have these ideas, mm-hmm. but they just get lost. Cause you're like, oh, that would be great. Like, I, that's a funny thing. And then like the next thing it's over, you follow through and you got a publisher and an illustrator yes. and did all the things and yeah. made it a book. Like that is so badass, Lauren. Thank you. And I tell when these moms actually reach out and they're like, I have an idea. I go, so go with that idea. And like, people are like, oh, were you a writer? I'm like, no, like I wrote poems in middle school, but never went with it. Like it was not, you you are never, and that's for anything. Like people that are like, 
you know, I want to be a fitness instructor. I want to be a makeup artist. Like you are never to like, do it now. What do we yeah. have to lose? You know, that was the whole thing during COVID of, you know, silver linings and everything like go for it. You know, what do we I, teach kids? Right. You could be anything. So totally. And your kids were like, do it mom. But like, yeah. I wouldn't have even known. I obviously didn't know. I self-published on Amazon, which it was kind of like, it was so easy, first of all. And then Amazon just sends the book when someone orders it. Now I have to share <laughs> like royalties with them, but I didn't yeah. know how to do anything. And it was like, people told me if you want to pitch a publisher, you have to get a book agent. And I was like, how do I get a book agent? And then basically it was like, you had to write, basically write the book yeah. to, as a proposal, which is basically your book to get an agent to represent your book to then go and pitch a publisher for you. And I was like, my God, like it was just, I, I got overwhelmed and I didn't go but that I route. I have to say, I know a couple of people that have self-published who have done amazing, like yeah. amazing. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, like their top best off, you know, like it's so that's like a really good thing too. That's not like a bad thing. So, so if you have this idea and you you don't, like you, you didn't know you weren't a writer. You didn't know how to go about it. You messaged someone on Facebook. It's like, just put it out there. Yeah. And then like the universe will kind of like take the next steps. And now it's a and series. I will say, like when I went to my husband and I was like, am I really going to do this? Like what? And he actually said to me, he goes, here's the thing. Worst comes to worst. I'll never forget this. He goes, worst comes to worst. You sell three bucks. One to me, one to your mother, one to your best friend. At the end of the day, you're an author and you wrote a book yeah. and, and you could put that under your book. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Like worst comes to worst. I, I write this children's book about being a hot mess mom. That's kind of like, that's okay. Like, I like that. I like that. That's okay. And like, I really, I swear on everything. When I came out with this book, I was like, I'm going to sell like 25 copies. I was not, I was yeah. not thinking that this would be where it was. So when I have a book signing or when I sell a book or get a message on social media or something, I'm still like, oh my God, it's just amazing. And, and doing stuff with it and doing these projects, it's just like, it's like, I call it my third baby, you know? Yeah. So, and like selfishly last question about the book. Yeah, Did you feel like <laughs> when you have a publisher, they have a say in it now and you kind of had to like relinquish control and like, what yeah. if you really wanted to keep something in? No, she was, I mean, I will give you all her information. She <laughs> kept everything to have like exactly how I wanted. She didn't push anything to, that was the whole thing. Um, inspire girl books. Like that's, it's all about like what your message is. And that was wow. her whole thing of why she wanted to be my publisher. She loved the message and what it was. In fact, picking an illustrator was the hardest thing. We went through yeah. 60 something illustrators, oh. 60 something. That was probably took the longest process because like I said, I can't draw on paper, but I had such a vision in my head. And when yeah. I tell you that that was exactly what was in my head. And when you have that, like, it's like thinking, like when you have something in your head, but you can't say it uh -huh. or draw it. And I was like, I want Disney on crack. Like <laughs> I want comedy Disney. So think of like Disney cartoon, but like the Hot Simpsons, mess. but not yeah. the Simpsons yeah. John. Like, you know, like- Yeah, she did it. Then, yeah. Like it was like exactly, I needed that. So when I was saying, when we, the first character they had to do was me. And I was like, you know, 
hot mess mom, Jersey curly hair. Nobody could get my hair, by the way. That was the biggest <laughs> thing. It was like Medusa, it was straight. It was, it was crazy, but like under eye circles, like really, but they made me like, I needed like antidepressants. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. can't be like dep- and then they made me like a, a villain. And I'm like, I don't want to scare the children, even though my children are probably scared of me sometimes. We can't scare the children. Yeah. That, yeah you don't think about all that. It has to be perfect. Like what your vision is and like not wanting to kind of just like appease them and be like, no, it looks great. It's like, no, that's not oh. it. Oh, and yeah. you're not a writer yet. Like, so it's yeah. kind of like, I would feel. Then, yeah. That's the other thing. There were some that were, one was like incredible. Still, this is my favorite but wanted my budget. I'm a first time author. So my yeah. budget was very, very, very low. Yeah. Somebody came back and was like, yeah, 15,000. I'm like, Oh no, 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 <laughs> no, no. Like no, I'm it's cute, but bucks. it's not 15. <laughs> I'm going to sell four bucks. No, no, no. <laughs> oh my and gosh. Are like the best one. So yeah. That's amazing. And when did the um, idea for my dad, best dad ever come from? Like, when did you decide while to make it? This, while writing oh. I said, I want a series. Like I want, like, after like my mom, I'm like, there has to be a dad. And then I'm like, so I don't know if you know, I'm like a lover of dogs and everything. And I have four. So, um, there was only two there, but, um, I want a dog one. I want grandparents, teachers. So like, I had this idea of doing a series, Mm -hmm. um, but it was like an idea. Cause I was like, well, this will be the only one. I'm not going to sell a lot. And then when this did great, I was like, already process of the dad one. I wrote the dad one during COVID. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get the dog one going. It's a very emotional thing right now. My, my dog, the love of my life buddy has cancer right now. He's going through chemo, Aww. but um, he's doing good. Like he's doing really good, but it's just an emotional thing. Of course. Um, so yeah, the kids always tell the story. So I was like, are you going to have a kid one? I'm like, well, the kids are always telling the story. So they wouldn't have a kid, you know? So it's always like, well, so we both have the same, an older girl and a younger boy. And I just think of their dynamic. You could do like my sister, the best sister ever I, told yep. from the brother's perspective. Um, yeah. What is it, the age difference of your two? Uh, 21 months. Oh my gosh. Okay. So mine are two and a half years. And I like, I had my daughter first and then yeah. people are like, oh, when I found out I was having a boy, it's so different. Oh my God, just wait. And I'm like, whatever. Like my girl's like my best friend, yeah. but it really, it's different. It's <laughs> like, very different. He loves me so much. He loves. <laughs> He could crawl back in. He would. <laughs> right. It's totally different. I was like, oh my God, I see it. He'll just look over and be like, mommy, I love you. I'm like, or he'll like yell from a different room. I love you, mommy. And I was just like, oh my God. But that's what I'm saying. When I told him about the book, like he was like, you are the best mom ever. And Chloe oh. found like the humor in it, but wait a couple more years. And everybody <laughs> told you with the girl, like now Chloe's 12. So we're oh. 15. Um, yeah, that's, that's I, a whole other situation. Well, six is a little challenging. I'll say there's a lot of, uh, right. a lot of sass. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, did you get that at school? Because like my sweet girl that I sent to school doesn't talk to her mom like this. Yeah. So exactly. much sass. Mm-hmm. We are both working moms. You're a celebrity makeup artist. You're a two-time author at this point. You have two kids. Squads and margaritas is striving to find that balance. I have not found it. And (laughs) I have a lot of guilt, um, about being a working mom. And I also got this during COVID. I was a, um, just, I I had written my book and mine is just like sharing my story about my journey to how I live now. I struggled with multiple eating disorders and having no self-worth. And I wrote about finding balance, squats and margaritas, being happy, being in my best body. And I had a little bit of a following, but I would go live on Instagram, just 
mainly like bitching about my life. Like I was like, I have a two and a four year old. It has been three months. The schools are closed. The playgrounds are closed. Like what the hell are we supposed to do with our kids? And I would have moms go live with me and we'd be like sharing what we did that day. And so I was like, poor cocktail every Thursday, we're going to talk about what we're going to do with our kids. And it was like something for moms to look forward to. It was a virtual happy hour because we couldn't have one. And a radio stations program director was watching every week and she gave me a show and I had never done something like this before. And I kind of just took it on. I didn't really discuss it with my husband. I was like, yes, let's go. And now I'm like, I don't want to let the radio station down. I don't want my kids to think Mm -hmm. that I'm focused on this. Like how have you found, or how are you striving towards that balance of like really wanting your career and what you do and not feeling like a shitty mom at the same time? You know, it's like the question of this. It's the question I always get on every interview, every podcast or every mom, like literally asked me because I have the job for the last 20 something years. And now my, my oldest is 12. So even on like a social stance of, of just life with like couples and friends and then Mm -hmm. being a mom, I work like my full-time job is every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And even now with the pandemic, with wedding season, 2022 is the probably the busiest it's ever been. And brides are getting married on Mondays and Thursdays now. Oh. They're booked so, they're like, they're so overly booked wow. that they're getting married now on Mondays and Thursdays. So it's <laughs> not as crazy as the weekends, but yeah, it's, it's insane. So when do we spend time with our children and our right. family on Saturdays and Sundays? So it's like the balance of usually of a working mom is a Monday through Friday. And that's like, I do my photo shoots. Then I do like, you know, uh, trials and that kind of stuff. But so where's my balance, right? Yeah. So I try before they go to school, have that time with mom, getting them ready for school and da, da, da. And I try not to book after school. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Like today I have a photo shoot when they get home. Um, and to make matters worse, my husband just switched schedule, but for all of the past 12 years, he's worked shift work. So he's worked two weeks, days, two weeks, nights, every other weekend. Oh my God. So my like help has been my parents. Like, thank God for them. That's why we moved three minutes away from them. Yeah. So the best thing I could say when I am around them, I try to be like there and like mom is on. So when I'm up at Saturday at 4 a.m. and I get home at like 4 p.m., there's no nap. I'm like there and center and like trying to be as much focused and, you know, putting the phone down and like not, you know, clients know if they text me on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I won't get back to them until Monday. If they text me at 8 p.m., I'm not going to answer them until like Monday. It's just because I have to be present with my kids. Same thing if they text me at 8, 7, 9 o'clock, I'm not going to answer them until like Monday at 3 or something or 2, whatever it is, you know? I'm not Um, there yet. I want, is it hard for you when you're like, I'm just present with my kids? Like I just admittedly, okay, I'm like, I'm present with my kids, but I can't shut it off. I got like that after COVID and during COVID, before COVID, I'd be like, I'm going to lose a bride. I'm going to lose this. So I don't yeah. get it. It's going to get it. And then something happened during COVID. So that was my silver lining because I never had a weekend off, never. And then yeah. COVID happened and I was like, oh my God, I have weekends with my kids and we were doing stuff. And I was like enjoying our pool and like 
we'd go to the beach because we were only doing like outside stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And I never, I mean, talk about like, I never had summer weekends. That's like my busiest time. Yeah. It was also like for me enjoying, I mean, don't get me wrong. I freaked out. I lost a lot of work, (laughs) but with my family, I was like, okay, this is like that silver lining, you know, like I can't say anything else about that. And I like, and again, I still freak out sometimes. Like my kids will still, if we're watching a movie, we are that like movie family. We were like big Marvel people and like that. Yeah. got to sit down, watch a movie. And my son will be like, don't touch your phone. Cause like, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to get some popcorn in it. And I'll like, look at it real quick. And I'm like, do I need to answer this right now? Or do I not? Like if it's a bride for the next day, we're at room, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I have to answer her because, yes. you know, so I'll like glance at it. But if it's somebody like four weeks out, whatever, or, hey, just looking if you can do my makeup and blah, 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 I could get back to them tomorrow, you know? That's true. You prioritize like what is- I have to, super... and it's better for me. I, I live with anxiety. I Same. am, I am uh, since I was 16, um, and I, you know, anxiety, you have those things where it shoots up and then it's like a pyramid, you know, thanks for medication. Like I was just about to say, I am on something for mine. Like it's, yes, I know. Oh. I really think like it, that has definitely helped with the bounce, but there's certain times where it's like, like June is my, I'm like this because yeah. it's prom graduation. My, my son is graduating like elementary school. And then there's this. So like my daughter last year, she graduated fifth. So I was able to be like the mom that goes to this party thing and does this. Well, now proms are on this year. Like it's COVID's not a thing, but my son has it. He's like, you are at Chloe's. You have to come to mine. I'm like, okay, I can oh. come for two hours, but I can't. And it's like, ah, I'm trying to I do know. This, you know? I, that's, I don't want them to ever feel like I'm choosing the one other over the other, or I, I try to like balance the time. And then like, when you were saying you put your phone away, I, my son always asked me to put my phone away. And I was like, yeah, I got this. Now he's been saying, can we watch a show? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, but are you going to go to sleep? <laughs> I'm going to try not to buddy. Cause I'm like, I try to, as soon as I sit down, it was like, my body goes to sleep. Like I'm, there's too much happening and I can't I'm going to juggle it all because I do want to do this. And I know that that's what I have to do. Um, but I interviewed, I share this with every like working mom. Melissa Bernstein is the founder of Melissa and Doug, uh, toys, like yeah, that toy brand. Sure. And I was talking to her about this and she just completely shifted my perspective. She had six kids. And I was like, how did you build like the brand and have six kids? Like where they, I was like, right now I'm talking to you. There's a little boy at the door and I'm trying to like, and she's like, First of all, she goes, I heard you say when he's at the door, you're like, oh, you run and get him. And I was like, yeah, because I want to show him you are most important. I can stop what I'm doing. She's like, no, he's not most important. And I was like, what? <laughs> and she goes, I told my kids my work, she goes, is just at not more important, just as important. What mommy does is important. And I will be with you in a second. And I was like, oh my God, like I never, I'm always like, no, 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 this is just work. I'm always like dumbing down what I'm doing. Like, this is just my work and you are so important. She's like, no, you teach them that what you're doing is very important. Make them a part of them, bring them into the studio, show them what you're doing. And she's like, don't you want your daughter one day to have something that she's passionate about? She's like, don't dumb it down. You say mommy's working, but I felt so guilty saying mommy's working and she reframed it. She's like, no, they are 
fine. It's you that feels this guilt. You know, it is true. And that was the one thing we had. What was it last week? Bring your kid to work day. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. they did the makeup thing with me. My son was like, never again. Never He's like, again. is this punishment? I don't want to do makeup. Why? Why? Because literally I do makeup and I'm like, oh my God, how is everything? <laughs> you just talk like are you just hanging out with your friends <laughs> right so every client I had that day they had like animals and he was like that's the best part about your job mom I'm like okay well uh... but they went with my husband's job who's a power plant operator and it was like the coolest thing ever my daughter was actually because they had a bunch of projects but I love that I'm like the mom that I think that is great because they really see like how it is important how like work is not just work but during COVID, like I had Zooms, I had this, like my son is home today because he has a cold and it's mm-hmm. like we tested for COVID, tested yeah. for COVID, but it's a cold and he's uncomfortable. And I said, listen, I have a Zoom and I have a phone call. So he's in his room. And I said also, because the last, I was on a podcast last week and I was by myself and the dogs were out of control. Like I was like, <laughs> stop this. Like they were barking. I was like mute. And you saw this. Like it was- <laughs> So if the dogs could only listen as well as my kids. So I said, Trav, if the dogs start barking, you got to like help me out. Yeah. But you, during when like the whole COVID thing happened, like, look how important it is. And there were some where I was like, look, you could come on and see it's important. I'm talking about what we do. Yeah. So right on that, you know, like my, my husband grew up a different way than I did and how like work, like, this is why we have food. This is why we have, you know, a home to live. They, they, we do, you know, I do a lot of charity stuff and I'm mm-hmm. like, this is, you know, be lucky, be proud of what you have. Like, this yeah. is, so I, I think it's good to show them that. I think she has a really good point in that, you know, and your mommy makeovers, like look what mommy does for people and how happy mommy makes them. And like, I made their whole day. Like you want them to have that kind of passion about something too. Like, I don't want her. I truly thought it was just going to be a stay at home mom. Not that it's like just cause it's the hardest thing ever, but I felt unfulfilled. And I feel like there are so many moms that feel that way, but don't say it out loud because your kids should fulfill you. But I didn't feel that way. And so I was like, if I'm taking this on, nothing else can drop and I'm not going to get help in a nanny because I'm doing this. Like I can do everything. And I see all these women who I see doing everything. So I'm like, I'm not going to get a nanny because I'm always worried about judgment from other moms. Like, Oh, you have a nanny and you work from home. And, but I Lauren would never think that about someone else. So why am I so worried that people are thinking that about me? It goes in that. Yeah. It's first of all, women, somebody will always judge. Like I've learned that no matter what. And we think in our head that somebody will always judge, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm probably in my town, the only one that's covered in tattoos. Right. And I'm like, that's me. That's how I feel. If someone looks at me with no makeup and whatever, and they don't know who I am or whatever, they're probably like, who's this woman? that's covering tattoos are going to judge me. Right. Like she, cause people used to do that. If you're covered in tattoos, you're judged. And that's how it is. There was some yeah. kind of meme I saw about that. Like when you used to look at someone tattoos, they drove motorcycles. Now they make a French like dessert. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. right. So, Stop stereotyping. Yeah. yeah. It, it's someone's always going to judge someone and it's, we got to get over that. Right. We got to get over it. But it's my judgment. Like I, I admitted this the other day. I, I'm embarrassed, but like, I totally admit this when I, I have noticed that if I have a day with my kids, oh, it's going on Instagram. Like, look at this, look at me and the kids. I'm a good mom. I'm present with my kids. And I, that night I was going to bed. I was like us at the park, us at lunch, 
who am I doing that for? Who am I trying to show, look at me with my kids? It's because I feel like I'm not doing enough with my kids. So I have to put on Instagram. Like people are probably like, we get it. You were with your kids all day, but I'm like, I'm a good mom. Look at me. And I hate that. Like, why am I doing that? The only time I think like, I get like that too. And it's when I'm like working and working and I'm just like, oh my God, like, am I, and I know it's, it's, it's in our head that we're just not present enough, but we are, we really, we really are. It's our own guilt. It's the mom war. It's the work guilt. It's the mom guilt. You know, I get like that with my husband too. So now what I was saying is my husband now is on a Monday through Friday, like a seven to three Mm -hmm. off on weekends. And so now when he gets home, he's like, I'm going to take the kids here or I'll help there. And like, you know, but so we used to have where like, he'd have a Tuesday, Wednesday off. So we'd spend the day together, but like now it's every night, like just like family time, but it's like with the kids, you know, so yes. I was during the day yeah. and then weekends I'm not home. So he's with the kids. I'm like, I never see you. Like I never I see know. You. I literally miss him. Now I missed him before, but we still had those two days during the week. And he's like, well, I could go back on shift. I'm like, no, you are living your best life. Like this is before it was horrible. Like nights, he was having three hours of sleep. And now I'm feeling like guilty because I miss him. Yeah. Like, so now I have wife guilt. I know. I'm like, oh you're my com- God. You feel like you're coming up short somewhere. Like you, your new book came out, but I haven't talked to my husband this week. It's yeah. like, you can't ever just, but you can't give a hundred everywhere. So it's like, yeah. I'm, and some I'm, days it's going to be off one way or in some days it's going to be, the scale is going to be tipped towards the other, but it's like, I, I hold myself to the standard that I want to, have to do every day, a balance of both. And it just, it just makes me upset. Like it, I, cause I, then I just, I'm always disappointed because I'm never going to hit that. I don't know any mom that feels a hundred percent complete. And even if you look at a stay at home mom, you know what I mean? My really good friend is a stay at home mom. And she feels the same way of just like, not being able to like socially do things because she, you know, I used mm-hmm. to be a stay at home mom for a couple of years. Same. Um, and I, you couldn't get me to go back to that at all. I was I like emotionally a wreck, you know, cause I need to be artistically doing something. Yes. I feel but- like I need to get up and put something creatively out into the world yeah. and like have, it sounds so bad, but like have more of a purpose, like yeah. a create, like it, that makes me feel alive. Like just putting out a new blog or contributing something I I was, and I totally thought I, and I told my husband, I'm just going to be a mom. Like, I just want to stay at home with the kids. And it's not that I don't want to be a mom. I love being a mom, but I needed, yeah, something else, but that something else made it harder on me in some ways, but I, I need it like for my soul. (laughs) So it's funny. My husband, I always say, he's like, if you made all the money, he's like, I would stay home and be a stay. He would be a stay at home dad in a second. (laughs) I thought so too. And then I kind of got, I was like, uh, just a little bit itchy. And I, like, I don't, I didn't know what I needed. I didn't never thought like, Oh, I need, I should host a show or I should write a book. Neither of those things, but something felt, it felt like there was more. Yeah. And I, I talked to, I talked at a woman's retreat recently. And it was like, if you're feeling, you may not know what it is or what's missing, but if you feel kind of itchy, like there's something, if you just put yourself out there authentically and organically into the world and you just look around, like, that's when you'll find something, the thing that's yours to do. And you may not, you don't even have to know what it is yet, but I like a lot of times, like just sharing your story and there, you know, you, we talked about mental health and my recovery from eating disorders. There's someone that's still in it. So just putting that out there feels like you have a purpose to your life, making your pain, your purpose. And 
something can evolve from there, like write a book or anybody that's listening to this, like thinking like, I feel this way, but what am I going to do? You don't have to know what it is yet. It's like, just put yourself out there and you'd be surprised. Like I had no frigging clue that I would be doing this, but it came from me organically, just being myself on Instagram. So when I started like following you, I'm like, Oh my God. Like I said, like we would be like best friend. Like I love everything you put out there. Cause it is, it's like real. And it's like, so you're the mom I would connect with. Like, I agree. I feel the same, except for like, and you say you're not always like this, but you always look beautiful. I would love to be able to just glam myself, but we, we should talk about this as a, you're a makeup artist. I make a conscious effort. Like right now I sit by nature's filter. If you are by any kind of natural light, it's like a filter on your face. Yes. It's not a ring light. It's a window. I tell people that too. I was like, no, no, it's not a ring light. Find a window. So it looks like I, but the thing is, is that like, if you want the best, that's why selfies are done in cars. Like, yes, it's the yes. best life. <laughs> so this is my window, a hundred percent. I do the show in a window, but yeah. I don't, I do make a conscious effort like to go on my stories or if I make a reel, I don't have makeup on because I'm like, that is not how I look. Yeah. But I, again, I spoke in Nashville over the weekend and it was my first big one. And like, of course I got hair and makeup professionally done. I got spray tan because I feel my best when I am glammed up and that's not, that's what I look like two times out of the year. But when I was, and I was thinking about it, I was like, why would I, if this is how I always present myself and now I'm going to talk about my story and inspiring women, I don't look anything like I did when I presented, but I felt if I didn't present myself like that, I was almost like imposter syndrome. Like, who's this girl? I felt like I wanted to have everything done and I felt better about myself and almost felt guilty that I got all done up because that's not how I look. Does that make sense? <laughs> it does, but I feel like you can't, like, if you look at my pictures, it's either, like I said, it's either fully made up or homeless or have no makeup on. Like I do, <laughs> like I'll go to client's house too. Sometimes like if it's like an early morning and I'll have no makeup on and my hair is either down curly or bandana. So like, I get what you're saying. Cause you never wear makeup. So yeah. you're up there and you're like, oh my God, this, this is-, is not what I look like. <laughs> It's, but it's okay to have makeup on, you know what I mean? For an event. it's. Totally- I wanted it. Like I, I feel my best. I honestly, like that's kind of my book too. I feel my best when I'm in my best physical body, but if I'm going to present something like I, I didn't want to be how I normally am, but then I'm like, is that like being a fraud? Like, this is not how you look. This is not, who is this person? Anybody that follows me on Instagram and then saw that talk was like, Oh, like full <laughs> glam. Not at, not at all. It seemed like my husband, like he's like, grew up on the beach and everything else. And he like, loved, like, he's like, you can wear no makeup. I think you're the prettiest, but I feel prettier. Yeah. With so like when we go out, like, let's say he's like, let's go for dinner. I'm like, Oh, I don't have time to put makeup on. He goes, you don't need makeup. Like, yeah. let's go. like no, no, I, it's not for you. It's not. <laughs> it's for me. For, I know it's not for him because <laughs> he literally does not care if I don't wear makeup, you yeah. know? Where like, I know some of my other friends are like, yeah, you need to put a little makeup on. Like they like, <laughs> like made up, you know, where I could be in like, I'm always in a onesie because I'm always cold. And like that, he definitely was like, can you not wear your onesie? <laughs> They're, they'll have an opinion there, but makeup, nothing. Uh-huh. I want to talk about that though. Like it just makes you feel better and talk about what you do with your mommy makeovers. Uh, so that I'm like the most proud of. I, I love my mommy makeovers. Yes. are like spreading like crazy, which I love. So um, the mommy makeover started the day I launched my mom book. Wow. I, 
it was when I launched it, that was during COVID. So I wrote it a year before COVID, we launched it on COVID. So I had a huge launch party on Zoom. And I kind of, when I was closing it out, I put it out there. If you think you're the best mommy ever, you're going to go on my website and tell me why. So I had um, people write in like little kids. My mom's the best mom ever because she makes the best dinosaur nuggets and drives me to the <laughs> And I'm like, tell your mom we need to be BFF. <laughs> tell your mom I like her style and send me your number. <laughs> That's exactly. I'm like, are you writing about me? Like, right. um, and then we had people that wrote, I mean, we had moms that wrote in about themselves. Like, I think I'm the best mom ever. We had husbands, um, students write in for teachers. I mean, you name it, daughters, like it was crazy. Um, that wrote in for people that are survival of cancer, um, abuse. Um, people that lost children, like it was incredible. The radio station put it out there. So when I thought I was going to get like 20 something people that wrote in, it went to over a hundred. Oh, geez. So then I'm like, you know, I thought I'd pick in a week and end up two months because I went through all them. Yeah. And then I didn't pick one mom. I ended up picking four. So, um, the first one. So what they won was a makeover by me um their hair styled and then um dress was by Lola's New Jersey wow now uh, in New Jersey the photographer just uh Sears and then um like a whole photo shoot like just like a day feeling like a queen right yeah but the whole thing about this it wasn't like you know like a makeover when like those regular makeover stories like it wasn't supposed to be like your mom looking from and like there you are this was right. to tell the story and to really just let's go back a little bit when I, so I had IVF with my first daughter, Chloe. Um, and I had like a really, you know, I was young, but I had mm -hmm. a bunch of different issues. So I was, when I did first round of, I did IUI, I didn't take, I did like three rounds of IUI. I did my first round of IVF. We ended up losing at 14 and a half weeks. Oh. And then I did two more rounds and then I had Chloe and she was born with a hemangioma, had surgery for two years. So I had very bad postpartum and, you know, going yeah. on that. so there was not I wasn't big on social media I don't even know if social media was really a thing then I ended up meeting my best friend through a doctor in the city because all Chloe's doctors were in New York she's still my best friend her daughter's three months younger than Chloe and mm -hmm. we went through the same thing with each other wow. so it was the bond of another mom going through that was my survival my husband was so supportive my mother was sometimes though you need another mom like yeah. you know Yes. To have that fun. So to me, when all these stories come out and these other moms are connecting and hearing it, it's sometimes, I mean, most time it, it helps, you know, having these mom connect yes. with each other. So the story went out, we had video there and these other moms are reaching out. Like, thank you for sharing this. Thank you. Connected with that mom or this mom. There was one mom that wasn't even a mom, like, like by a lot, you know, she couldn't mm -hmm. have her own because of cancer, but her, she wrote into herself that her students were like her own kids. And it was just such a beautiful story. And yeah. I'm like, I'm meeting her, you know, because you don't have to be that kind of mom. Like I remember teachers that were there for me. That yes. I was, you know? So, um, after that news, news 11, news 12, I can't remember right now, but I'm no messing that up, but they wanted to do, they like, I love this. We want to do our own thing. We want to go through like your list of people and we want to pick two moms. So then they picked two moms. There was one woman that never wore a dress before. 
It Aww. was, I mean, like you can't watch it without bawling your eyes. I know, up. right. Um, so we had two more moms. Then we had a woman that was homeless, living in the car with her five children, got her life together, went back to school. She got a job. I mean, like it was, she was speaking on behalf of the foundation that helped her. Wow. Um, I mean, then we went to Delaware. There was another with this foundation. And now I just did one in Philly. The pictures are going to be out soon um, with another organization. And we just want to like travel everywhere with it. And oh my gosh. for the team of people that literally volunteer their time to help me with this, like none That's of amazing. would happen. That so. is so amazing. Everybody like the hairstylist, the photographer, everybody volunteers, everybody volunteers That's their time, amazing. their, you know, work. It's just, yeah. And, you know, we try to get the help from these foundations because what they do to help these women and like their organizations, most of them are nonprofit is mm -hmm. just incredible. So yeah. Yeah. do you have any coming up? Anyone? Um, so the last one was Philly. Um, we were going to do one in Texas, but that's like a whole traveling thing. So mm. I can't confirm that yet. <laughs> well, if you come to Atlanta and if there's any way I could contribute anything, I mean, I don't really, <laughs> I'm not like a coach or anything, but I would love to like volunteer any kind of I love that. I love that you do that. We'll definitely be in touch then. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. And I was going to say, like, we can wrap it with, if there's a mom on here, a celebrity makeup artist, like what is your number one tip for like a busy mom? That's like, I don't have a ton of time. Where should you spend your time? <laughs> like what's the bang for your buck tip? I always say like a quick mom, like who has, you know, your kids are calling on you. You have to run out the door. You just want a quick, like fresh look. Yes. You know, like it's, one, two, I'm not going to say one, two, three, but let's say like a five minute makeup. Yes. So I always say like a quick moisturizer because skincare, you have to put some kind of skincare on before any makeup goes on. And we also don't need, let's even go a little further. Mom on a budget, right? Okay. So like, let's, let's do that. Cause right. Yes. Every mom wants to hear that. Love so it. Grab, I eat Neutrogena in the blue bottle. You could get it at CVS. So they have a hydro boost one or an oil free one. So slap some of that. I think they even have an eye cream. So whichever one you like in the store, but something, I mean, most of us, I think want that hydro boost, but summer's coming along. So we might yeah. get a little oily, use the oil free one. Um, so slap some of that on. Get a tint of moisturizer if you mm. feel like you need to even out your skin. If not, my favorite, favorite, favorite concealer, Maybelline Instant Age Rewind. Oh. Okay, couple clicks around the inner corner and out on the side. It comes with a little sponge. So draw it on. Use your finger or a wet beauty blender. Depends how much time you have. You don't have a lot of time. Take your <laughs> finger. Okay. Anything you want to conceal, but especially under the eyes. You're going to throw a little bronzer on. If we have moms that want to throw a little blush, pinch your cheeks. If you're really in a rush, <laughs> if you want to get some blush, grab a little blush, mascara. All right. And then a tinted like lip balm. But that's like a one, two, three under five minutes. Yeah. And you know, you, I always think like a full face, like concealer. I don't want to do all this. You know what I've been doing? Do you use primer, like the spray before you put on makeup? I just put prime, like I'll do my face. Don't do this. <laughs> I spray primer and that's it. If you want, if it's a like a tinted moisturizer, like it's primer. a Mac spray primer, <laughs> yeah, but I just put it on after like my uh, moisturizer and it just, I feel like it makes my face look like I was done. Yeah. I love fix plus cause I'm dry. So I like anything that's going to hydrate me. So yeah. I'll spray that on before and after I love that, but I'm mm -hmm. doing like a 
like, you know, like a three to five minute, but you could keep that in your purse. People that wear like a full face of makeup, yeah. if you ever find like five hours later, their makeup looks like kind of, I hate the word cakey because- But yes, know, that's what I was picturing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If okay. you see like texture in your skin, you spray Fix Plus, it will give that like boost of hydration. I love that. You're love right. That. And I know, why don't I just keep it in my, I have this huge purse, but I never think yeah. to bring it. It's like before I leave, but yeah, just have it on me. Yes. Oh, you know what I forgot too, ladies? Because we always need this brows, eyebrows. So fill in the brows a little bit. Definitely. That is my, if my brows are combed up, like I feel like ready to, that is the one thing I would do. Not even like lashes, but you know what I, my tip, I'm not a makeup artist, but you know that um, Rodin and Fields lash boost? Yes. So it totally made my eyelashes longer because I used to have um, extensions. I started putting it on my eyebrows yeah. and I filled them. Yeah. Your brows are incredible. I'm they a- grew back. Like I totally overplucked like years ago, but now I'm like, if they, if I comb out my brows, I feel like I'm ready to go. Oh my God. That's you're my brows. one thing. I'm like crazy about brows. Like me too. But yeah. so if you, sorry, one more thing, if you had to go on a desert Island and you could take one beauty item. Oh, I hate this question. You have to. Well, <laughs> if I'm on a desert Island, then I'm going to bring SPF. Well, let's Okay. So you're on a, a neutral, uh, climate, but they're like, you can take one beauty item with you and that is it. I'm going to have to say mascara because if I don't leave the house, like if I leave with no makeup, I have to have mascara on. So I'm going to have to say mascara. Is Maybelline Great Lash, that pink little one, truly the best ever? I use Maybelline Falsies or Maybelline The Rocket. Oh, I'm right That's both my time. I love those two. I'm just not... The pink one is still like the number one mascara, but I like falsies of the racket because the rocket because of the brush. Oh, no lashes because these are false. So <laughs> I used to have extensions one night. I was like, I woke up in the middle of the night. I was like, my eye is itching. Lauren, it looked like there was a golf ball from mm-hmm. my eyebrow to my eye line. And I was like, they're like, oh yeah, just pop a Benadryl. Um, you're just allergic and we can just cut next week, pop a Benadryl before you come. I was like, if my body is rejecting them, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah, I'm highly allergic to lash <laughs> extensions. So I use the duo and I do oh. the strip. I'm high okay. on the permanent ones, but literally same thing. But my whole inside of my eye was red. It looked like I had pink eye times 10. Yes, mine blew yeah. up. And I was like, I would never, just the chance that that could happen again. Oh. Because when they had to take them, like all my lashes fell out. Yeah. I lash boost Rodin and fields brought back my lashes and filled in my, if you're trying to bring back your brows. Um, so many great tips in this episode. My dad, best dad ever. Where can we get that? On my website, you can get it. Amazon Barnes and Noble. Lauren, this is so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to the squats and margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So you never miss an episode and I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of squats and margaritas.